Bite Down Dental Technology with Dr. Kyle Stanley. I am Dr. Kyle Stanley, and today I'm excited to be joined by my good friend of many years, Ralph George. I almost wanted to call you Dr. Ralph George yeah. because I feel like you know so much more <laughs> than many doctors. But uh, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ralph, for those that don't know you, why don't you give a quick, quick introduction, a little bit of your history, where you studied, who you are, what you're up to now? Okay, thank you so much for the invitation. It's a, such a pleasure to see you again and to talk a little bit about, about technology and smile design. So my name is Ralph George, and uh, I'm the founder of the company called SmileFi. <clears throat> SmileFi is the company that I, developed, uh, I founded in 2016. And the idea of SmileFi was my brother worked for a good friend of ours, Henriette Lerner, as a lab technician. And he was complaining about the keynote smile design workflow and he was crying and it's so time consuming and I don't understand it, you know, and I created technology back in the days and um, I was like, let me take a look, <laughs> let me take a look and see. And back in the days in Switzerland, I <clears throat> worked for a lot of um, interesting uh, automation projects for broadcasting, television, um, media. And uh, I was, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a solution for you. And um, the whole idea was based on, um, uh, back in the days, the big topic was um, uh, the facial recognition. And there was a lot of uh, companies that uh, created um, security um, solutions to find criminals and terrorists at the, right. at the airport and all this stuff. And I worked with a Russian company on, um, on such, a, such a system. And I was thinking, if we can find, based on the facial characteristics, um, and we can compare the uh, faces, right? And then to find uh, all this kind of stuff, we should use these facial characteristics and create smiles. Right. Yeah. So then I integrated 2016 this technology in the first version of this uh, of the SmileFi app, and suddenly everything was um, everything was uh, automated. Right. Then afterwards, 2017, I uh, met uh, Christian Coachman DST, and we partner up, and I created the DST app uh, between 2017 and um, 2021. And 2021 in April, we decided to uh, to terminate our relationship, uh, our business relationship, and um, I was creating the SmileFi platform, which was in the smile design world, um, not only motivational, right, to sell the uh, the case to create something that motivates the patient, but to create something that is more based on clinical value. It's more clinical workflow guided workflows automations ai that actually helps everyone even if the dentist is not so experienced right but yeah. following some guided workflows and automation we can raise the quality of the treatment of the diagnostics and at the end of the patient care well so, i have to say this you know when i got involved which was 2017 um yeah. This was like a game changer for me and, you know, my business partner, Matt Najad, who you know very well, who's also been a, you know, yeah. a huge helper um, with you. It changed this whole workflow to where we could bring in, and this is really a revolutionary workflow when you, when you think about it with a patient, 
bring the patient in, scan them in five minutes, design their smile in three dimensions, send it to your intraoral or send it to your 3D printer in office, print in, you know, depending on the quality, let's say 30, 45 minutes, something like this, and try in a new smile that same day. That if you told someone 10 years ago <laughs> that we were doing that today, they would think you were an alien. <laughs> and you know, you started what you had started and now what has gone, you know, even further is saving patients time, saving dentists time, making dentistry more predictable, which as you and I know is so important because dentistry is unpredictable. I mean, there's so many factors and when you can pre-plan having that predictability also builds trust in our, in uh, the last podcast, we were talking about building trust and uh, a motivational mock-up is, wow, that is a trust builder. And you mentioned AI, you know that I, I love AI. You had first incorporated AI to find where the smile frame was. Is that right? Where to put it? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And, And now you're also using it, I think, for um, determining shapes and looking at um, just overall design <clears throat> with deep fakes out and you know everybody looking like Tom Cruise on social media. What what kind of AI are you guys using? Can you get a little more technical with that? Yeah, so uh, that, that's the point. AI as computer vision is a very uh, unique term, but AI is not AI. Right. So when uh, when we integrate and we develop technologies, it's not one solution that we take and just uh, um, just uh, integrate. So we have a bunch of different technology like OpenCV and Open3D and and facial recognition and uh, computer vision. And then for every single step, for every single workflow, we need to combine a lot of data, a lot of automation, and a lot of technologies to get one result. So it would be fantastic if we could have one technology and just use it, you know, and get the result. But that's a little bit more complex than that. And um, um, the AI, the, the, the problem with the AI is that um, to some point, to some point in 10 or 15 years, we're going to have enough pictures, enough restorations, enough smile design, enough natural smiles to be able to teach the machine all these characteristics of a smile and then use it for the automation. One thing that you mentioned too that I wanted to quickly talk about, you have the difficulty in that you're working in 2D and 3D. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, And you guys are using um, AI for 3D as well? Yeah. In what ways? So the thing is, um, we when we create the um, based on the facial characteristics, right? The pupils, the eyes, the the proportion of the smile, the size of the face. When we calculate the smile frame and the proportion automatically, we use um, we developed um, algorithms to create in three D the same two D smile frame. But now we create a three D smile frame to be able to adjust the 3D smile frame with the intraoral scan. Now, mm. you, you need to do some small adjustments like 
because I want you to decide, you know, that's the occlusal curve. Do I want to do a mock-up? Then I'm gonna put the occlusal curve more additive. If, if I have a prep, then I go for the incisal edges, right? I, I go for the incisal edges. But the technologies that we use um, with computer vision and all the uh, many, many, many pieces of, um, of um, uh, technologies that we develop, the biggest problem in our world of smile design, right? Because the x-rays, uh, you get the x-ray and the quality of the x-rays is more or less very close uh, from one case to another. In our case, the quality of the picture and the quality of the STL is the big problem because we, do, we need a lot of steps to uh, recognize, for example, the position of the teeth in the picture. And we cannot recognize without filters. So we need to filter the colors. We need to find the position of the teeth. We need to denoise the picture. We need to recalculate the position. So it's a, a very, very interesting and very complex workflow. But then if the picture has a bad quality, that's the biggest risk because that's the data that you need to work with. You yeah. know, so if the data is bad, you are going to get inaccurate results. Yeah. There is no way around it. No AI can, of course, we can resample the picture and we can uh, uh, analyze every single pixel and rebuild the whole data. Right. In a Upsampling. Mm -hmm. You know, but the, um, the, these are, um, you know, that's the aspirin of AI. So it never yeah. goes to the root of the problem. It just... Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, treat the symptoms right yeah treat we say garbage in garbage out exactly and, yeah. uh, i think that that is uh, an important topic with ai and that's yeah. why we need to try to get the data at the capture level so you know if you're getting images for example you want to get the raw image if you're getting radiographs you want to get the raw image you don't want to get a compressed image right because that changes so we need small our colleagues, whether they're, you know, in, in our dental colleagues or our lab technicians or, you know, whoever, to know that we need the best data from the very beginning. So if we're going to take an intraoral scan, we want to make sure it's a good intraoral scanner. But we also need to make sure that we're using the correct scan path. We're doing the um, manufacturer's recommendation. We're exporting the highest file um, file size and file type that we want. And so what is, what is your thought on that? How can the dentist play a role in helping to get the full value out of all this AI? Yeah, um, that's a very, very important and very good point, um, the quality of the data. So what the whole digital dentistry world starts with the picture, with an intraoral scan, an X-ray, a CBCT, right? So now we do have all these components and based on these components, we need to create a new smile. The biggest problem is the picture of the patient. So when we analyze the smile, we usually go with the frontal facial smile. So the patient is perfectly frontal and then we, um, we analyze the smile. That is a huge problem because the patient is never frontal, never, uh, it doesn't look frontal at the camera. And then the, the, the pictures are, the patient looks at the ceiling, at the bottom. So we have a complete um, wrong analysis of the smile. 
for that reason, what we did in the, when we take the picture, we have the AI capture. So we integrated um, an analysis system in the camera and it analyzes the angulation of the face. And then when the face is perfectly frontal, we take the picture automatically so the user doesn't have to click on the, on the button. We solve one problem, but the, we, we get another problem, the distortion of the picture. Yes. So every single lens, every single chip camera, if you use an iPhone, an old one or a new one, every single picture has a, a distortion. So from the middle, you are going to have like it goes uh, concave at the side of the picture. If you have if you are too close to the patient, the molars are going to be actually distorted and a little bit out of if you superimpose the intraoral scanner with the picture, you're gonna see that the molars never fit. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the picture is distorted. Now we do have the intraoral scan and we want to display the intraoral scan the way your human eye sees the intraoral scan as you would keep you watch at the scan like this, right? So we do have the field of view. If we distort the field of view to match with the picture, then the STL is not the way you see it with your eye. And then the, the wrong conclusion about the smile could be, um, oh, the, the, uh, I need to increase the buckle corridor of the picture, of the, of the patient. But your patient was facing the, the, um, the ceiling. So your uh, smile curve is much, is way curved yes. than in reality. Or the patient looks at the ceiling and then you say, oh, the, uh, the, the smile is inverted. So right. we need to correct the smile. Lengthen it. Yeah. Exactly. The patient was just facing the ceiling. Many, many aspects. And I think the, the bottom line here is, of course, in a, in, in a very high quality treatment, right? Every single step of the way needs to have the highest quality possible. If you build a car, if you build a Porsche, right? That's something that you like. If you build yes. a Porsche, everything in this car from the, from the smallest piece to the biggest engine, everything needs to be as good, as high quality as possible. So that's exactly the same way with the, with the treatment plan, right? So we try with technology to balance out all these issues and to resolve them the picture with the intraoral scan teaching techniques how to scan properly how to scan properly with less images so that we get the most accurate scan possible the pictures um, x-rays cbct even highest resolution because if we have the highest resolution we can superimpose all the files as accurate as possible. And then we have the facial scan. The facial scan is a very big topic. And the facial scan is also a very big problem because the facial scan could um, resolve the problem of the picture. But all the facial scan that we can use, for example, the, the, the integrated ones in the iPhone or, or um, uh, the, the software that we have distort the mouth area. Mm. distort the lips, distort the, um, the teeth. When we have a scanner that is 
very precise and I and I got one uh, to test and I integrated the, the scan in, in the app and it was amazing precise and the leap was round, you know, and mm -hmm. we saw the real, real accurate. Then it's a very different um, experience for the patient because it, it has a strobo light. Yes. It uses a different technology, the cloud, cloud point uh, record of the face. So it's not like a picture, it's a cloud point, but it's very accurate. You need to scan the patient five minutes with the strobo light in the eyes. <laughs> so we try to do our best, you yes. know, pushing the technology limits, everything to create every, uh, the whole workflow as accurate as possible. But we have our challenges. <laughs> we have our challenges. Yeah, and that's what's important. You know, we're trying to utilize the technology as much as possible, make everything efficient, uh, define the workflow, good patient experience, and get to a point, the best, do the best that we can do with the current technology that we have. Yeah, but you know, Kyle, it's interesting because what we do, we are pioneers. You know, we are pioneers. So this technology was never used in a way that we use it, that we right. put together all this stuff. So of course we see, you know, be behind the horizon always. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way we function, right? Um, it, it is edge technology. What we do is pushing limits every day. And we see we need it more, the more, the perfection, the, 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 you know, the workflows, the automation, everything. And um, yeah, that, that's going to make a big difference. And, yeah. you know, that's what we need with dental technology. For you, for all the, the doctors and the patients that you've been able to help, what has been the biggest game changer for most people? Um, so it's the mindset. It's the mindset, seeing the patient for the first time and not having any control about what's going to happen next, right? So eventually they take an intraoral scan, they take an x-ray, and uh, that's pretty it. And from, from that situation, to understand, now we do have a chair-side technology. I'm going to take a picture of you. You give me one minute, I'm going to show you a smile or the advantage of a smile aesthetic treatment. We're gonna discuss some details regarding this aesthetic uh, design. And from here, we go to the next step, we design a 3D and we print, and suddenly everybody has the control and the patient communication and the control about the project. Because in the, in the, uh, the, the normal workflow, right? To have the files, to send the files to a lab, to get into weeks a design back to present to the patient. The patient says, maybe I don't like the canine. I don't know. I don't see that this smile is me, right? Because smiles are very subjective. Mm -hmm. It's biased. It's social media biased. It's uh, expectations. It's a cultural yes. aspect. So we can design the most beautiful smiles and natural smiles that we can. If the patient expects a complete symmetric a natural smile that looks like a denture, then we cannot uh, present something that it looks supernatural, right? right? Because it's also a cultural thing. On the other side, 
Um, and then we have suddenly the control with easy to use tools to say, you don't like the canines? We change them. Do you like these ones? Oh yeah. Do you like the dominance over the smile? Yes. With the slider, you just reduce the laterals and you create edgy, unique smiles with the patient. And suddenly the patient says, yes, that's it. Because at that point, the, the acceptance of the design is so high, you're not gonna worry anymore that you create something that the patient says, uh, wait a minute, I, I, I don't like it. Uh, after we, we did the um, most exper expensive ceramics, right? Yeah. And then with the mock-up and even with the technical mock-up, that's a technology that is unbelievable, amazing to create this trial and to say, do you like it? Mm -hmm. Yes, I like it. That's gonna be a result. From here, there is just a duplicate with ceramics, yeah. right? So I think this, um, that's a huge, a huge step forward in the patient care and patient communication. And um, we just develop technology also to, to respond to the market needs. Yeah, the generations that come right now, they have a different expectation. Even I, if I have an iPhone, I click Amazon now. Right. I want it now. Yeah. <laughs> right? I don't want to wait. Yeah. Well, That's you, you know, you have been, uh, you know, when I, when I first got involved with giving some feedback on the app, mm -hmm. I couldn't believe that I was getting Amazon with you. I would say, hey, Ralph, you know, can you do this? And like two days later, you'd be like, hey, Kyle, do you like this? Or, you know, hey, Matt, this is, I know you said you wanted this. We developed this in the last two days. You said a few things that really resonated with me. One is um, going back and forth with the patient. That is such a difficult thing to do when you don't have the digital workflow, right? Saying, okay, I want to do veneers. And what most people do in the world is they say, okay, let's prep all your teeth. We'll design the veneers, we'll put them in, and we'll, we'll see if you like it. And I just cannot imagine practicing like that. Mm -hmm. Because I was taught, you know, by Pascal Manier from the beginning to do additive mock-ups. Of course, these were hand-waxed back in the day. And so we were always used to doing these motivational mock-ups, let's say. I didn't know that term yet because I hadn't, I hadn't met Christian yet. I didn't know the term motivational mock-up. We called them additive mock-ups. Mm -hmm. but now being able to do that the same day, but not only that, having the patient be involved with the design, they feel like they have some ownership over it, which I really like because as in the dental world, we are, we're foreign, you know, we're scary. They don't know what's happening. They don't know what materials we're using. They don't know how we come up with things. If we're going to, give them anesthesia or whatnot. So any technology that we can use that gets the patient involved in the process, they feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And not only that, if they're more comfortable, the dentist is more comfortable. And as you know, I love talking about mental health. That, that makes dentists have better mental health yeah. because of the fact that their patients are more relaxed. You know, they said, yeah, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. do this and you know when you put the ceramic in 
as long as you know the 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 color is right and the texture is good and all of that they're gonna like it yeah and that's that's what we want as dentists we want our patients to say you know they look in the mirror and go that's exactly what i wanted and that is such a big change with um with having with having smifi and having the digital workflow where outside of let's say smile design mm-hmm. where do you think what innovations are you most excited about in dentistry um one of the very very exciting uh workflows that we 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 are working on it it's the 3d printing technology mm-hmm. the 3d printing technology it's gonna um exchange the milling soon yes the materials are incredible mm-hmm. the convenient to have a 3d printer in the office to get the case done and to print with one click dentures temporaries, uh, whatever you need, it's incredible. Even yeah. with the cloud technologies, you know, even if you outsource your design and I'm gonna uh, design for you and or you see the design and you say, I like it. Then I just access your printer to the cloud from my application and I say, print to Kyle. And you go in the office in the morning and you find the, 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 the uh, model printed. Yeah that changes so much everything what we do because just imagine you have a lab the lab needs to print your model Mm -hmm. somebody needs to take out the model wash create the package print the address bring it to the mail send it to you you get it in a couple of days Mm -hmm. a lot of resources right a lot of resources for that simple thing you know give me the model now efficiency <laughs> the efficiency that is, yeah that is efficiency and you and i are actually going to be working on a case pretty soon i had messaged you about it <laughs> yeah where we can do just that right exactly we can, yeah. i'll send you the files you'll help you and i can go back and forth designing smiles and you can just send it to my sprint ray and yeah. it just starts it's printing done. i yeah. show up in beverly hills take it out put it in the wash and boom ready to go yeah I, you know, I am excited about 3D printing as well. And when I got really excited about it, it was many years ago, um, Pascal Manier published an article with some of the team, I think they're in the Netherlands, and they showed 3D printing multi-layers of teeth. And it looked amazing. Now, what wasn't there was the strength. And, you know, that, that I think is where... Um, where the, the resins are improving. But mm-hmm. if we can 3D print multi-layer, we can, right now, when you know, you're doing SmiFi design and you're designing, you can mill it to be the same shape, but you have to paint the outside to create those effects. When you mm-hmm. can print in three dimensions and get all those little enamel dentin mamelons all those natural little parts and it's strong enough to be a final restoration i mean that is going to be recreating nature you know what we've always wanted to do yeah so i i i had um a small project that we're gonna now uh, like a small prototype that we're gonna now um uh, you know uh, put a lot of energy and resources on it 
um, you know Sasha Hein from yes. Germany, right? Mm -hmm. And we created a small project where Sasha uh, studied and analyzed the properties of the light breaking properties through materials, mm -hmm. thickness, and of course, the material. And we're going to digitize every single um, uh, finding. And that's the most exciting uh, project that I have in mind. You have the prep, you scan the prep. And when you design your smile, we're going to calculate based on the color of the prep, light properties, cement what you use, and material what you, you use. We're going to simulate first digitally the result. And from here, we're going to go to the next step. And then with the, with the multi-layering printers and the materials and the properties that we have, we are going to create something that it looks unbelievable. Yeah. The, the transparency, the opacity, the translucency of, of a real natural tooth. So that's exciting. But uh, you, you asked me something about the AI. Um, so in, in, in small design, um, when, when I started, you know, creating new workflows, I could reduce the time of a small design from one hour to 15 minutes. And now from 15 minutes to one minute and, uh, the, the, the mock-up, you know, the additive mock-up from one hour to uh, my, my quickest one was done in six minutes, right? In six minutes. But with small design and AI, it's gonna be always um, a small issue because the, the, the smile in, in general is, uh, is uh, subjective, right? Yes. It depends how, what is the patient expectation. It depends how the patient sees the smile and how, what uh, um, the cultural um, expectation and also the, the bias uh, from social media and so on. So I don't see really in the small design world the ai that will do everything from a to z you know like like you do it in for example in x-rays right yeah because there is a complete exciting technology that keeps the quality constant or increasing mm -hmm. right um and seeing the 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 the, the issue in 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 a picture it is the issue and you get the result. Seeing a smile, a result of a smile is something that we need to automate as much as possible through That's AI right. and automations. And then to give you the option to say, I'm gonna customize, I'm gonna yes. humanize the smile design because the smile design is not about perfection. It's about how natural it looks. It's about a feeling, right? It, yeah. And you know, that is such a good topic <laughs> that you bring up, which is, um, efficiency and automation but like you said if you're taking something from an hour to 15 minutes even and i know you're less than that now that is a huge time savings that is a huge huge efficiency savings so even if you know like you said it it finds the smile frame it recommends lengths it recommends proportions it recommends shapes and you come in and say I'm going to change that canine. I'm going to make this center a little bit shorter. Boom. You've mm -hmm. automated 95% of it. There's still the human in the loop that comes in, verifies it, making, making sure from an artistic aspect, because as you know, it's very difficult to train AI to have an artistic aspect or creativity. 
right? It's a it's a zero or a one, very binary with computers. So I think that's um, a really good topic, and we're running out of time. But um, where can people find you? What's the best place to get in contact with you? So um, I do have the Instagram account, Ralph George. I, I think it's Ralph George. <laughs> We'll figure it out. Otherwise, otherwise, you know, you have the smilefy.com. Great. And you have all the options, you know, to, to uh, get in contact with us. And um, yeah, we, we started the journey. The journey is not over. It's just the beginning of, uh, of a very exciting future. And we work on it. Yeah. Well, Ralph, this has been really great. We'll have to get you back on sometime. And uh you know, maybe do a demo and show some of the newest stuff that's happening with SmileFi. Okay. But uh, thanks for taking the time. Thank you so and, much. Uh, it's really been a pleasure. Thanks everybody for watching Bite Down Dental Technology with Dr. Kyle Stanley. I hope you'll join us uh, for more podcasts coming up.